<coughs> o assembled Vaishnava devotees of the Lord, <coughs> welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books. Um, we're trying to put out this sound so that the honeybees uh, buzzing around the lotus feet of the Lord can taste the real thing, a direct reading of the Srimad Bhagavatam and Srila Prabhupada's transcendental Bhaktivedanta purports. Um, Srimad Bhagavatam Bhagavata Mahima Stotram by Srila Sanatana Goswami explains it as nice as anybody can. It goes like this. Sarva Shastram Dipi Yusha Sarva Vedaika Satvala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarva Lokaika Drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures singular fruit of all the Vedas rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana Srimad Bhagavata Prabho Kali Dvandodita Sri Krishna Paribhartita O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees O Master Srimad Bhagavatam You are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali You are the exact image of Sri Krishna Paramananda Pataya Prema Varshak Shadhyate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume. I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Madeka Bando Matsanging Madguro Man Mahadana Manishdadagamad Bhagya my only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu sadutadayin atini chochata kada hanamun chagadachin mam premna ritkanta yokspura. O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So, we've reached the 30th chapter of the 4th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. <clears throat> we're, we're finding out what happened to the Prachetas, the sons of Prachinibarhi, uh, while he was being enlightened by uh, Narada Muni and then going off to the forest you know, leaving only a note behind to his sons 
let's hear more about what they did. We're starting with text 47. <clears throat> We've already heard that the Prachetas were burning the big trees that had overgrown the whole earth with fire coming out of their eyes as a result of their austerities. Text 47. The remaining trees, being very much afraid of the Prachetas, immediately delivered their daughter at the advice of Lord Brahma. Purport. The daughter of the trees is referred to in text 13 of this chapter. This daughter was born of Khandu and Pramlocha. The society girl, Pramlocha, after giving birth to the child, immediately left for the heavenly kingdom. While the child was crying, the king of the moon took compassion upon her and saved her by putting his finger into her mouth. This child was cared for by the trees and when she grew up by the order of Lord Brahma, she was delivered to the Prachetas as their wife. The name of the girl was Marisha, as the next verse will explain. It was the predominating deity of the trees that delivered the, the daughter. In this connection, Srila Jiva Goswami Prabhupada states, Brikshak Tad Adishtar Tridevata. The trees means the controlling deity of those trees. In Vedic literatures we find that there is a controlling deity of the water. Similarly, there is a controlling deity of the trees. The Prachetas were engaged in burning all the trees to ashes and they considered the trees their enemies. To pacify the Prachetas, the predominating deity of the trees, under the advice of Lord Brahma, delivered the daughter Marisha. Text 48 Following the order of Lord Brahma, all the Prachetas accepted the girl as their wife. From the womb of this girl, the son of Lord Brahma, <coughs> named Daksha, took birth. Daksha had to take birth from the womb of Marisha due to his disobeying and disrespecting Lord Mahadev, Shiva. Consequently, he had to give up his body twice. Purport In this connection, the word Mahad Abhagyanat is significant. King Daksha was the son of Lord Brahma. Therefore, in a previous birth, he was a Brahmana. But because of his behaving like a non-Brahmana, a Brahmana, by insulting or disrespecting Lord Mahadev, he had to take birth within the semen of a Kshatriya. That is to say, he became the son of the Prachetas. Not only that, but because of his disrespecting Lord Shiva, he had to go undergo the tribulation of taking birth from within the womb of a woman. In the Daksha Yagya arena, he was once killed by Lord Shiva's servant, Virabhadra. 
because that was not sufficient, he again took birth from the womb of Marisha. At the end of the Daksha Jagya and the disastrous incidents there, Daksha offered his prayer to Lord Shiva. Although he had to give up his body and take birth from the womb of a woman impregnated by the semen of Achatriya, he received all opulence by the grace of Lord Shiva. These are the subtle laws of material nature. Unfortunately, people in this modern age do not know how these laws are working. Having no knowledge of the eternity of the spirit soul and its transmigration, the population of the present age is in the greatest ignorance. Because of this, it is said in Bhagavatam 1.1.10 Mandak Sumanda Matayo Manda Bhagya Yupadrutaha <clears throat> The total population in this age of Kali Yuga is very bad, lazy, unfortunate and disturbed by material conditions. Text 49 His previous, his previous body had been destroyed, but he, the same Daksha, inspired by the Supreme Will, created all the desired living entities in the Chakshusha Manvantara. Purport As stated in Bhagavad Gita 8.17 Sahasra Yuga Paryantam Aharyad Brahmano Viduhu Ratrim Yuga Zahasrantam Tehu Ratra Vidojanaha By human calculation, a thousand ages taken together is the duration of Brahma's one day, and such also is the duration of his night. Brahma's one day consists of one thousand cycles of the four Yugas, Satya Treta, Dvapra, and Kali. In that one day, there are fourteen manvantaras, and out of these manvantaras, this Chakshusha manvantara is the sixth. The various manus exist, existing in one day of Lord Brahma are as follows: one Swayambhuva, two Swarochisha, three Uttama, four Tamasa, five Raivata, six. Chakshusha, 7. Vaivaswata, 8. Savarni, 9. Daksha Savarni, 10. Brahma Savarni, 11. Dharma Sarvani, 12. Rudra Sarvani, 13. Deva Savarni, and 14. Indra Savarni. Thus there are fourteen manus in one day of Brahma. In, the, in, in a year there are five thousand forty manus. Brahma has to live for one hundred years. Consequently the total of manus appearing and disappearing during the life of one Brahma is five hundred four thousand. This is the calculation for one universe and there are innumerable universes. All these manus 
come and go simply by the breathing process of Mahavishnu. As stating, it stated, as stated in Brahma Samhita, Yasyai Kanish Vashitas Kala Matava Lambya Jivanti Loma Bilaja Jagadandana Taha Vishnur Mahan Sahihayasya Kala Bisho Govinda Mari Purusham Tamaham Prajahami. The word Jagad Anandanat, Jagad Andanat, means Lord Brahma. There are innumerable Jagad Andanat Brahmas, and thus we cannot calculate how many Manus there are. The present age is under the control of Vaivaswata Manu. Each Manu lives 4,320,000 years multiplied by 71. The present Manu has already lived for 4,320,000 years multiplied by 28. All these long lifespans are ultimately ended by the laws of material nature. The controversy of the Daksha Yagya took place in the Swayambhuvaman Mantara period. As a result, Daksha was punished by Lord Shiva. But by virtue of his prayers to Lord Shiva, he became eligible to regain his former opulence. According to Vishwanath Chakrabarti Thakur, Daksha underwent, underwent severe penances up to the fifth Manvantara. Thus, at the beginning of the sixth Manvantara, known as the Chakshusha Manvantara, Daksha regained his former opulence by the blessings of Lord Shiva. Texts 50 and 51 After being born, Daksha, by the super-excellence of his bodily luster, covered all others' bodily opulence. Because he was very expert in performing fruitive activity, he was called by the name Daksha, meaning the very expert. Lord Brahma therefore engaged Daksha in the work of generating living entities and maintaining them. In due course of time, Daksha also engaged other prajapatis, progenitors, in the process of generation and maintenance. Purport Daksha became almost as powerful as Lord Brahma. Consequently, Lord Brahma engaged him in the generating in generating population. Daksha was very influential and opulent. In his own turn, Daksha engaged other prajapatis, headed by Marichi. In this way, the population of the universe increased. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports of the fourth canto, thirtieth chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam, entitled The Activities of the Prachetas. All glories to the Prachetas. All glories to the Manus, who, yes, populated the universe. Our forefathers, Hare Krishna. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. All right. We'll move on to, to chapter 31. Narda instructs the Prachetas 
Text 1. The great sage Maitreya continued, After that, the Prachetas lived at home for thousands of years and developed perfect knowledge in spiritual consciousness. At last, they remembered the blessings of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and left home, putting their wife in charge, in the charge of a perfect son. Purport After the Prachetas had finished their penances, they were blessed by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Lord blessed them by telling them that after finishing their family life, they would return home, back to Godhead, in due course of time. After finishing their family life, which lasted thousands of years, according to the calculations of the demigods, the Prachetas decided to leave home, putting their wife in the charge of a son named Daksha. This is the process of Vedic civilization. <clears throat> in the beginning of life, as a brahmachari, one has to undergo severe penances and austerities in order to be educated in spiritual values. <clears throat> the brahmachari or student is never allowed to mingle with women and learn from the beginning of life about sex enjoyment. The basic flaw in modern civilization is that boys and girls are given freedom during school and college to enjoy sex life. Most of the children are varna-sankara, meaning born of undesirable fathers and mothers. Consequently, the whole world is in chaos. Actually, human civilization should be based on the Vedic principles. This means that in the beginning of life, Boys and girls should undergo penances and austerities. When they are grown, they should get married, live for some time at home, and beget children. When the children are grown up, the man should leave home and search for Krishna consciousness. In this way, one can make one's life perfect by going home to the kingdom of God. Unless one practices penances, and austerities in his student life, he cannot understand the existence of God. Without realizing Krishna, one cannot make his life perfect. The conclusion is that when the children are grown, the wife should be put in the children's charge. The husband may then leave home to develop Krishna consciousness. Everything depends on the development of material knowledge, of mature, sorry, sorry, I'll read that again. Everything depends on the development of mature knowledge. King Prachinibharishat, the father of the Prachetas, left home before the arrival of his sons, who were engaged in austerity within the water. As soon as the time is ripe, or as soon as one has developed perfect Krishna consciousness, he should leave home, even though all his duties may not be fulfilled. Prachina Barishad was waiting for the arrival of his sons, but following the instructions of Narada, as soon as his intelligence was properly developed, he simply left instructions for his ministers 
to impart to his sons. Thus, without waiting for their arrival, he left home. Giving up a comfortable home, giving up a comfortable home life is absolutely necessary for human beings and is advised by Prahlad Maharaj. Hit vatmapatam griham andakupam To finish the materialistic way of life, one should leave his so-called comfortable home life, which is simply a means for killing the soul. Atmapatam The home is considered to be a dark well covered by grass, and if one falls within this well, he simply dies without anyone's caring. One should therefore not be too much attached to family life, for it will spoil one's development of Krishna consciousness. Śrīla Prabhupāda Ki Jai Text 2 The Prachetas went to the seashore in the west where the great liberated sage Jajali was residing. After perfecting the spiritual knowledge by which one becomes equal toward all living entities, the Prachetas became perfect in Krishna consciousness. Purport The word Brahma-satra means cultivation of spiritual knowledge. Actually, both the Vedas and severe austerity and, again, actually, both the Vedas and severe austerity are known as Brahma. Vedas tatvam tapo Brahma. Brahma also means the Absolute Truth. One has to cultivate knowledge of the Absolute Truth by pursuing studies in the Vedas and undergoing severe austerities and penances. The Prachetas properly executed this function and consequently became equal to all other living entities. As Bhagavad Gita 1854 confirms, Brahma Bhutak Prasanatma Nashotiti Nakankshati Samak Sarveshu Bhuteshu Madbhaktim Labhate Param one who is thus transcendentally situated at once realizes the Supreme Brahman and becomes fully joyful. He never laments nor desires to have anything. He is equally disposed to every living entity. In that state, he attains pure devotional service unto me. When one actually becomes spiritually advanced, he does not see the difference between one living entity and another. This platform is attained by determination. When perfect knowledge is expanded, one ceases to see the outward covering of the living entity. He sees, rather, the spirit soul within the body. Thus, he does not make distinctions between a human being and an animal, a learned brahmana, and a chandala. Vidya Vinaya Sampane Brahmane Gavi Hastani Shuni Chaiva Sapakecha Pandita Samadarshinaha. The humble sage, by virtue of true knowledge, sees with equal vision 
a learned and gentle brahmana, a cow, an elephant, a dog, and a dog-eater, outcast. Bhagavad Gita 5.18 A learned person sees everyone equally on a spiritual basis. And a learned person, a devotee, wants to see everyone developed in Krishna consciousness. The place where the prachetas were residing was perfect for executing spiritual activities. For it is indicated that the great sage, Jajali, attained mukti, liberation, there. One desiring perfection or liberation should associate with a person who is already liberated. This is called sadhu sangha, associating with a perfect devotee. Text 3. After practicing the yogasana or mystic yoga, the prachetas managed to control their life, air, mind, words, and external vision. Thus, by the pranayama process, they were completely relieved of material attachment. By, remembering, by, by remaining perpendicular, they could concentrate their minds on the uppermost Brahman. While they were practicing this pranayama, the great sage Narada, who was worshipped both by demons and by demigods, came to see them. Purport In this verse, the words pare amale are significant. The realization of Brahman is explained in Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam. The Absolute Truth is realized in three phases, impersonal effulgence, Brahman, localized Paramatma, <clears throat> and the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Bhagavan. In his prayers, Lord Shiva concentrated upon the personal features of Parabrahman, described in the personal in personal terms as Snigda Pravrid Gana Shaman Bhagavatam four twenty four forty five. Following the instructions of Lord Shiva, the Prachetas also concentrated their minds on the Shamasundar form of the Supreme Brahman as as the as the Supreme Person. Again, following the instructions of Lord Shiva, the Prachetas also concentrated their minds on the Shamasundar form of the Supreme Brahman. Although impersonal Brahman, Paramatma Brahman and Brahman as the Supreme Person are all on the same transcendental platform, the personal feature of the Supreme Brahman is the ultimate goal and last word in transcendence. The great sage Narada travels everywhere. He goes to the demons and the demigods and is equally respected. He is consequently described herein as Sura Suridi Sura Suredya Sura Suredya worshipped 
by both the demons and by demigods. For Narada Muni, the door of every house is open. Although there is perpetual animosity between the demons and demigods, Narada Muni is welcomed everywhere. Narada is considered one of the demigods, of course, and the word Devariji means the saintly person among the demigods. But not even the demons envy Narada Muni. Therefore he is equally worshipped both by demons and by demigods. A perfect Vaishnava's position should be just like Narada Muni's, completely independent and unbiased. Text 4 As soon as the Prachetas saw that the great sage Narada had appeared, they immediately got up, even from their as asanas. As required, they immediately offered obeisances and worshipped him. And when they saw that Narada Muni was properly seated, they began to ask him questions. Purport It is significant that all the prachetas were engaged in practicing yoga to concentrate their minds on the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Text 5 All the prachetas began to address the great sage Narada. O great sage, O Brahmana, we hope you met with no disturbances while coming here. It is due to our great fortune that we are now able to see you. By the traveling of the sun, people are relieved from the fear of the darkness of night, a fear brought about by thieves and rogues. Similarly, your traveling is like the sun's, for you drive away all kinds of fear. Purport Because of the night's darkness, everyone is afraid of rogues and thieves, especially in great cities. People are often afraid to go out on the streets, and we understand that even in a great city like New York, people do not like to go out at night. More or less, when it is night, everyone is afraid, either in the city or in the village. However, as soon as the sun rises, everyone is relieved. Similarly, this material world is dark by nature. Everyone is afraid of danger at every moment. But when one sees a devotee like Narada, all fear is relieved. Just as the sun dis disperses darkness, the appearance of a great sage like Narada disperses ignorance. When one meets Narada or his representative, a spiritual master, one is freed from all anxiety brought about by ignorance. Text 6 O Master, May we inform you that because of our being overly attached to family affairs, we almost forgot the instructions we received from Lord Shiva and Lord Vishnu. Purport Remaining in family life is a kind of concession for sense enjoyment. 
One should know that sense enjoyment is not required, but one has to accept sense enjoyment inasmuch as one has to live. As confirmed in Srimad Bhagavatam 1.2.10, Kamasya Nindriya Priti. One has to become a Goswami and control his senses. One should not simply use his senses for sense gratification. Rather, the senses should be employed just as much as required for maintaining body and soul together. Srila Rupa Goswami recommends Anasaktasya Vishayan Yatarham Upayunjataha. One should not be attached to sense objects, but should accept sense enjoyment as much as required, no more. If one wishes to enjoy the senses more than required, he becomes attached to family life, which means bondage. All the prachetas admitted their fault in remaining in household life. Text 7 Dear Master, kindly enlighten us in transcendental knowledge, which may act as a torchlight by which we may cross the dark nations of material existence. Purport The Pachetas requested Narada to enlighten them in transcendental knowledge. Generally, when a common man meets a saintly person, he wishes to get some material benediction. However, the prachetas were not interested in material benefit, for they had enjoyed all this sufficiently. Nor did they want the fulfillment of their material desires. They were simply interested in crossing the ocean of nations. Everyone should be interested in getting out of these material clutches. Everyone should approach a saintly person in order to be enlightened in this connection. One should not bother a saintly person to get blessings for material enjoyment. Generally, householders receive saintly persons to get their blessings, but their real aim is to become happy in the material world. Asking such material benedictions is not recommended in the Shastras. Text 8 The great sage Maitreya continued, My dear Vidura, being thus petitioned by the Prachetas, the supreme devotee Narada, who was always absorbed in thoughts of the supreme personality of Godhead, began to reply. Purport In this verse, Bhagavan Narada indicates that Narada is always absorbed in thoughts of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Bhagavatyutama Shloka Avishtatma Narada has no other business than thinking of Krishna, talking of Krishna, and preaching about Krishna. Therefore, he is sometimes called Bhagavan. Bhagavan means one who possesses all opulences. When a person possesses Bhagavan within his heart, he is, some, he is also sometimes called Bhagavan. 
Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur said, Sakshat Dharit Tvena Samasta Shastraya. In every Shastra, the spiritual master is accepted directly as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. This does not mean that the spiritual master or a saintly person like Narada has actually become the Supreme Personality of Godhead. But he is accepted in this way because he possesses the Supreme Personality of Godhead within his heart constantly. As described here, Abhishtatma, when one is simply absorbed in the thought of Krishna, one is also called Bhagavan. Bhagavan possesses all opulence. If one possesses Bhagavan within his heart, always, does, does not he automatically possess all opulence also? In that sense, a great devotee like Narada can be called Bhagavan. However, we cannot tolerate when a rascal or imposter is called Bhagavan. One must possess either all opulences of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Bhagavan. One must possess either all opulences or the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Bhagavan, who possesses all opulences. And that brings us to 747. And we will stop here, our daily readings for tonight, and t start tomorrow at text 9, chapter 31. And we will wait for the Vaishnavas to bring forth their reflections on what we just read. Hare Krishna. Hari Bhago Hari Prabhu. First is a big heart from Radhananda Devi Dasi. Radhananda Devi Dasi, you have the biggest heart around, Hare Krishna. Your whole heart, as a matter of fact. And then Gopakanya Devi Dasi. She says, My humble obeisances to you, dear Maharaj, and all assembled devotees. All glories to your daily reading service of Srimad Bhagavatam. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Yes, it is like being at home whenever we sit down and hear Srila Prabhupada straight along with his Bhaktivedanta purports. Yes, absolutely. Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati. Says Jai Guru Maharaj. Haribo. Sacred sound on the holiest eve of the Christian year. <laughs> yes, it is Christmas Eve. Hare Krishna. Braj Vallabha. Hey Braj. Says Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Jai Shri Prabhupada. All glories to his divine grace. How should one understand this truth about home life when the whole world is pervaded by it? Well, it, it, we, we heard already that it's a concession. The home life is a concession 
for the conditioned souls who need to gratify their senses. But we should understand that if home life is conducted uh, by a husband and wife and family that are following the Vedic rules and regulations, then their sense enjoyment is, is regulated automatically and they become uh, more conscious of the limitations of the material uh, possessions and so forth, so on and so forth. And they make it their goal in life to give up sense gratification and uh, come to the point of the Prachetas and Prachinibharishan and all the great kings of the world in the history of the universe. That's how we should see it. Hare Krishna. This is from Bhakti Noel. Yes, Bhakti Noel. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Thank you for reading this nectar to us. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. And it's nice to, to, to hear that you're still listening. Hari Bo. Rai Kanu Devi Dasi. Rai Kanu Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna. She sends lots of hearts. Lots of hearts. Yes, she's also got lots of hearts. <laughs> and that's also far. She's also all heart. Well, Christmas has become, we were talking, Gora Hari and I, we were noticing how Christmas has become so uh, commercialized that basically what it's about is who's going to give me what, <laughs> you know, and how, who am I going to give what, you know, and the whole culture is based on that conception. So, therefore, it isn't uh, so worshipable in, in that sense by us. But of course, Lord Jesus Christ he is uh, confirmed by Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur and Srila Prabhupada, our Prabhupada, uh, to be a Shakti Vaishavatar of Krishna, who spread love of God everywhere. But over time, as happens to every, you know, religious process that is created in this material world or has a beginning in this material world, it also has an end. So, uh, Krishna consciousness has no beginning or no end. No one can find the beginning of knowledge. The Veda means knowledge. Yeah. So therefore, we, as they say, hang our hat on this source of truth, the Vedas. And this is what makes us atheistic or theistic. How much faith we have in the Vedas. Usually we think in terms of uh, atheist and theist in terms of whether or not they believe in God. The atheist believes in God, the theist 
between the theist believes in God and the atheist don't. But actually the real uh, terms in Sanskrit are Nastika and Astika. And Astika means those who are followers of the Vedas, who have faith in the Vedas, and Nastikas are one who don't have faith in the Vedas. And we can't just pick and choose, pick what we like and reject what we don't like in, in, in the Srimad Bhagavatam. It is all uh, taking us to the lotus feet of the Supreme Absolute Truth, Sri Krishna, the source of everything. And when our faith and our refuge and our intelligence are all fixed on Krishna, then we become relieved of the uh, miseries of material existence. Hare Krishna. And Krishna wants that. That's what Krishna wants. Hare Krishna. Rati has a few. Rati says, Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my respectful obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. In tonight's reading, this gem caught my ear. A quote, Srimad Bhagavatam 4.31.2, purport. When one actually becomes spiritually advanced, he does not see the difference between one living entity and another. Mm. This platform is attained by determination. Yes. When perfect knowledge is expanded, one ceases to see the outward covering of the living entity. He sees rather the spirit soul within the body. Thus he does not make distinctions between a human being and an animal, a learned brahmana and a chandala. End quote. Yes. Uh, Prabhupada explains this process. It's a process. And it begins with uh, understanding the proper knowledge, the proper relationship uh, between uh, the material nature, uh, the living entities, and the source of both. That's the Vedic knowledge. Explaining the material nature, the living entities, and the source of both. So once we see that, through the eyes of knowledge, then we will always remember Krishna whenever we see forms. We will see the forms, but we will remember Krishna. And eventually, in the perfect stage, we will see Krishna everywhere. But that doesn't mean that the person walks around and embraces you know, every material form, you know, because a tiger, for instance, because we because we see they're part of Krishna. There also has to be some uh, care and attention to live in this world. Hare Krishna. She adds that I especially like the point that this platform of equal vision is attained by determination and that it is through the expansion of knowledge. This somehow sounds practical and something we can chip away at on a daily basis, like we are doing with you by connecting with the daily readings. Thank you for providing this daily shelter. 
Daily hearing helps me in fortifying my determination to advance. Yes, exactly. And what does determination mean? It means the ability to keep the process going over time until one reaches the goal. As, as I've heard some wise devotees say, the process works for those who work for the process. Hare Krishna. Now we have some from Stella Herzig. Oh, Shradanjali, the better half of Kalachanji, Haribo. Says Hare Krishna, Merry Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas to you too. Much love to you from me in Kalasi. Hare Krishna, thank you, sir. Thank you very much. She then says, in the Bible, Jesus said that he was the Son of God, and in the Bhagavad Gita, Lord Krishna says that he is the Father of all living entities. So there is no contradiction. Absolutely. And that was a quote by Srila Prabhupada. She yes. says. Very nice. Thank you for bringing our, our Christmas celebration into the proper perspective. This is from... Jaini Taipu. Think Nitai Gosai. Nitai Gosai is 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 uh, is a dial uh, dial Nitai. Dial Nitai, sorry. Dear Srila Guru Maharaj, please accept my obeisances. Hare Krishna. Thank you for tonight's reading. I hope you and Gora Hari Prabhu are very well. A reflection on Srila Narada Muni being addressed as Bhagavan because of his being entirely in line with the desire of Sri Krishna. Yes, this is what oneness means. Uh, I've been listening to uh, Gopi Paranadana Prabhu's course on the Shwetashwatara Upanishad. And generally speaking, the Upanishads are interpreted by uh, spiritualists in India as being impersonal. But he goes into the details of each verse and each word and shows that what it's saying is that the perfection is reached when we understand that God's a person and serves Him. Hare Krishna. And then he makes another comment and says, I guess in reference to the previous points about Lord Jesus Christ, he says, this is where many Christians make the mistake of regarding the pure devotee, Lord Jesus, as God Himself. Yes. And he says, thank you, Hare Krishna, and Merry Christmas, your servant, Dayoni Das. I learned from uh, the book that was, the small book that was published by Satyaraj many, many years ago. Uh, it was called, you mean that's in the Bible? You, you may have heard of it. I don't know if it's still in print. But uh, in, in that book, he reveals that the Aramaic the original name for Jesus in the Aramaic is Jesus of the Christ. Just like we have our own name given to us by our Father and then our surname, the family name. So Jesus of the Christ, the, Christ, the word Christ means God. That's why Jesus said, I'm the Son of God. So what, what I do when I hear when I have come in contact with Christians who are sincere, 
and can hear something. I said, this word Christ, Jesus of the Christ, it means in Aramaic, the anointed one. It's another name, it's a name for God. And it goes back etymologically, it derives from Krishna. Krishna, to the Greek Christo, to Aramaic Krista, and then to Christ in English. So it's actually the same person, just a different name, but the same person. It's like we call, you know, uh, a chair English, we call it chair, and in Spanish we say silla, and in another language say something else, but the thing is the same. And whenever I mention that point to sincere Christians, they, they say, oh, I've not thought of that before. This is very interesting. Hare Krishna. Now we have one from Subarao Rajagopal. Yes, Subarao. Hare Bol. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you for your daily readings. There are many gems in the, quote, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths. One of them is, is 4313. One desiring perfection or liberation should associate with a person who is already liberated. This is called Sadhu Sangha, associating with a perfect devotee. Thank you, Maharaj, for giving your association through the reading of Srila Prabhupada's Bhaktivedanta purports. Another one is 4315. Well, let's, let's comment on that for a second. Sure. Um, could you read it again? He said, one, uh, one desiring perfection or liberation should associate with a person who is already liberated. This is called sadhu sangha, associating with a perfect devotee. Now, Prabhupada would define a pure devotee in a very interesting way. He would say a pure devotee is one who does not have ulterior motives. So one, he told us, one can be a neophyte and be a pure devotee. So we should associate with pure devotees, meaning those, meaning those who have no ulterior motives in serving Krishna. They want to serve Krishna for Krishna's pleasure. They want to, they want to uh, help relieve the anxiety that Lord Chaitanya feels, seeing the uh, conditioned soul suffering in material existence. This is real service. Hare Krishna. And then another one is 431.5. People are often afraid to go out on the streets. And we understand that even in a great city like New York, people do not like to go out at night. More or less, when it is night, everyone is afraid, mm. either in the city or in the village. Mm. However, as soon as the sun rises, everyone is relieved. This purport must have been written in early 70s. Things have become deteriorated. Daily readings, ki jai. Jai. The sun in the dense darkness of the ignorance. Yes. Thank you very much for sharing that gem with us so we can look at it. Thank you. One more from Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati. He says, I also liked the description of Sri Narada Muni, how he is respected by both the demigods and the demons equally. Mm. That is wonderful and a great testimony of his character. Mm. All glories to Sri Narada Muni. May he bless us all with his transcendental vision. Yes, and 
the Goswamis, by the prayers to the six Goswamis, Srinivasacharya, dhira dhira janam priyo priyakaro, they are dear to both the gentle and to the ruffians. When Prabhupada was staying in the Bowery, he had to step over sometimes dead bodies or persons who were completely derelict and intoxicated out of their minds. But he was so saintly that when they realized who he was, they would stand up, some of them at least, and offers him a place, a space to go into his, you know, front door, basically. So this is the meaning of saintly person. Even the persons who are drunk out of their minds can understand, here's a nice person, Hare Krishna, respectable person. And then the last one is from Maxine Bao. Yes, Bhakti Maxine. Hare Krishna, dearest Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. I have had the most wonderful time today on the book table at Folkestone. Oh, at, how nice. Looking at all the shoppers and their miserable faces. <laughs> Although there were some who heard, most had blank eyes and stared ahead. It was my first experience of book distribution. Oh. I'm still smiling. Goranga and Mary Krishna. Hare Krishna, Mary Krishna. Thank you very much. That's a a real Sankirtan realization. Thank you so much. You can see the difference so clearly when you go out and distribute books to the people. And as we heard just a couple of minutes ago, this this time is more degraded even than when Prabhupada came to New York and America. So therefore... Don't be discouraged, Prabhupada said. He, he always said to us, don't be discouraged at all, just because hardly anyone will, will, will agree to take the books. This is, this is natural. Hare Krishna. It's the way it is. But if we're very strong in our sadhana, and, if our, and therefore we are fulgent from that strong sadhana, then even people who are dull will wake up enough to be able to uh, give proper respect to the devotees for their benefit. So it's for their benefit that we're going out and tolerating, you know, the uh, degradation. And last is Rati again. Yes, Rati. She says, yes, very nice. The comparison with the six Goswamis and Srila Prabhupada. A Vaishnava is a Vaishnava is a Vaishnava everywhere. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you very much as usual. Uh, this Christ Christmas Eve has been successful because we've glorified the Lord's devotees and the Lord himself. Hare Krishna. Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai. Samabeda Bhakta Brinda Ki Jai. Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Go. See you tomorrow night, same time, same place. Same topic as Narada Muni continues to enlighten us and Maitreya and Vidura and all the great personalities who are bringing this uh, Bhagavatam to life 
through uh, the mouth of Shukadeva Goswami and Maharaj Pariksit. See you tomorrow.